Welcome to The Torch, a podcast with Brian Gibbs presenting biblical insights and prophetic perspectives for cultural and current events in this hour, contending for personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation. Produced by Victory, a church of his presence, and Light the Fire Ministries coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to The Torch. Hey, this is Brian Gibbs, and it's a great day to be with you. Thanks for jumping in with us whenever you're jumping in today. Or maybe it's tonight. Maybe you're up in the middle of the night having a bowl of cereal. Sounds good. Let's do uh, Golden Grams or Apple Jacks. Yeah, we'll go with Apple Jacks. (laughs) Hey, we're glad that you're with us. Thank you for making it a priority. And um, let's pray together and let's jump right into the Word and uh, believe for the strengthening of the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to be upon us today. Well, Father, I just thank you so much for your love. I thank you for your presence. And I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray that there would be such a free flow of your presence upon every one of our friends throughout the country, even internationally. Lord, that this will bring influence and instruction and bring hope. It will release an anointing of courage, boldness to rise in our authority in this hour that we are in, in this battle that we are in, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you that you are guiding us into victory and triumph in every realm. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, listen, as we like to do here at the torch, we jump right into the word. I want to look at the Apostle Paul's words in the book of Ephesians. That's where we're going to begin. We'll go to a number of places today um, during this podcast. But I want to talk tonight um, about exposing darkness and also the days being evil. I'm in Ephesians chapter 5. I've been getting to read in verse 8. And the Apostle Paul begins this way. He says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Verse 11, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Woo. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but watch how he, watch these next words, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. Notice the exposure comes in by the light of God being released and by us as light bearers of the presence of God. Notice, we were, we were once darkness, but he calls us, now you have been made light. Right? You see in this? For it's even shameful to speak of those things which are done by them in secret, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. And therefore he says, awake. 
you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Verse 15, he goes on, he says, see then that you walk circumspectively. Now, this is this is so key. Notice how Paul starts here. He says, walk as children of light. Then he tells us, walk circumspectively. You see this throughout all the book of Ephesians. He says, it's all about your walk. He says, walk in love, walk in purity, walk worthy, walk holy, walk as children of light, um, walk circumspectively. Now, this is an interesting word, this circumspectively, because it means to look within. This is like David's cry that he cries out to God, investigate my life, Lord, and make it clean. Well, in David, David in the Psalms, what is he saying? He says, Lord, investigate me so that there is nothing offensive in me. Lord, let your light shine right into my life that I might repent, that I, that I might change, that I might be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we walk circumspectively, we're actually properly exposing our life to the Father in the light before His throne, coming boldly before the throne of grace, and we're grappling with anything within us that may be in a wrestling match or that's in any place of darkness and saying, God, investigate my life and make it clean. So that's what Paul's saying when he says, walks circumspectively he's saying rightfully judge what's going on even within now this is key and he goes on he says so walk circumspectively not as fools but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil man that's big i want to look at verse 11 again and i want to tie it to this last verse in 16. He says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Then this is where we're going today. Make sure that you rise up. He's saying in this hour, make sure you rise up and you expose the evil deeds and the works of darkness. And then I just want to tie it to that, that just how he wraps that up, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, it doesn't take a whole lot of discernment in this hour to recognize that the days are evil. Are you with me? Yes, you are. I was, um, I was actually <clears throat> up late last night. I was um, going back to do a recap off of the Victory Channel. I was watching um, the show. Um, what's that show called? Flashpoint. I was watching Flashpoint with uh, Pastor Gene Bailey and Mario Murillo. Man, I love Mario Murillo. I have been reading his books since around, I think right around nine, 1997, maybe 98. Uh, his first book I read was Fresh Fire. I'll never forget that. But I was watching Pastor Gene Bailey. I was watching Mario Murillo and Lance Wallnow, Pastor Hank Kuhneman. And man, I love all these guys. I They are just quality men of God. And I've loved them for years. And um, But I was, as I was watching the show, I was actually just so grieved to, to just watch these quality men of God having to dive into the filth and the mess and the quagmire of this hour. Um, here we are just right in the heat of this battle, and, and there they are being interviewed and having to answer for the filth that is pouring out of Washington, D.C., and I watched them boldly. I watched them courageously. 
uh, just going through and speaking to the body of Christ. And I just, I was talking to my wife about it, like what an hour we are in right now. We are at a time where we are having to rise up, speak up, be bold, be courageous, and literally expose the works of darkness. You know, God is calling the church in this hour to be very, very courageous. It's why I wrote the book two years ago, Bold as Lions. If you have not gotten that book, I encourage you to get it. It is it has touched and encouraged thousands of believers. You can get that on Amazon. You can get that right here at our ministry, and I'll talk about that at the end. But it's why I was so compelled to write Bold as Lions. I remember when the Lord first spoke to me, uh, literally out of Proverbs chapter 28. Um, the very the very first word I heard drop into my spirit that became actually the uh, the catalyst for writing Bold as Lions was the Lord spoke to me and he said, son, the future belongs to the righteous. The future doesn't belong to the God haters. The future doesn't belong to the God mockers. The future belongs to my righteous. That, that was the seed of what dropped into me. And as I heard the Lord whisper that to me, I whispered back to him and I said, and your righteous are bold as lions. And that was the launch. You know, in this hour, the church, I, you know, I just, of course, referenced Mario Murillo and Hank Kuhneman and Lance Wallnow and um, Pastor Gene Bailey, just referencing Flashpoint. But this is happening everywhere on the watch. I mean, from coast to coast, I, I think of so many ministers like Jack Hibbs out in California. I mean, the list can go on and on. But we are, we ourselves are engaged in this battle. Uh, we've not retreated. We're right on the front lines and we are not ig ignoring this mess, but we are having the fight right in the trenches of this, um, this mess and this filth that is pouring out across our country. We're having to expose the evil deeds of darkness right now for the sake of our children, for the sake of our grandchildren, for the sake of those who are perishing, for the sake of the lost, for the sake of the church. I mean, there, there is such an assault that is happening in the United States of America that is against the unborn, that it is so gross and just utterly stunning. And you want to you wanna know what arouses the anger and the judgment of God? You touch the children. You touch the precious children. You kill innocent blood. It's uh, Proverbs 6, I think right around verses 16 or 17. God, God says it is an abomination that he literally hates when people go forcefully and fastly evil to go forward to murder and take innocent blood. And now we have an assault that's, that is coming to pervert our children, to confuse our children, to distort reality to our children, to, to spawn illusions on our children. And now, now we're going way beyond where we're even willing to mutilate their precious, innocent bodies out of confusion. I mean, there, there, there is a warning. I think about this. I think about Matthew um, 8, verse 6, where God says, don't touch the children. God says, there's a warning. Do not touch the children. Jesus' words, he says, whoever causes these little ones 
whoever causes any one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a, if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned into the depths of the sea. My God, what a warning. You do not touch the children. God has warned this. Let me take it another step further. God's also given another warning. He says, touch not my anointed. Touch not my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. That's Psalm 105, verse 15. You see, there is an assault. Now, we're talking about exposing the works of darkness. We're talking about exposing evil and dealing with evil in this age right now. There's an assault that's aimed at the church, and it's coming straight out of Washington, D.C., straight out of this, this new administration that is demonically, so demonically inspired that they are legislating to make war against the church and shut it down even now, and that is no secret. The times that we are living in have just, they've become absolutely sinister, corruption everywhere, the, the spirit of lawlessness everywhere, and wildly decadent, just unbelievable decadence. But I want to go on the record to remind us where we are at. You cannot stop the church that Jesus Christ is building. He is the master builder himself. He even said, I am building a church that literally the gates of hell are not going to be able to prevail against. Hallelujah. That is who we are. Those of you that are plugged into the church or to the torch here, you are, excuse me, you are that church that Jesus Christ is building in this hour that the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against. Here's a mighty scripture for you, Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Jesus said, behold, I give you authority. And you gotta, you gotta grab hold of this. This is one of the most epic scriptures. Here's the promise. Jesus says, behold, I give you authority. Hear that today. I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. Now, what is that? That's the nature and the very character of devils. That's the works of the enemy. But he says, I've given you, you authority to trample. Now, that, that word trample, it, it is, it's a powerful word. It's an aggressive word. It means to tread upon, to crush, to destroy. Now, we know in 1 John, it's written concerning Jesus. It is for this purpose that Jesus was manifested in the earth, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now notice, and that's exactly what he did. He finished the work. He defeated the enemy. And he said, now behold, I give you authority. Take hold of that. You have been given authority to trample over all the works, over all the sinister plots, over all the scheming, over all the craftiness, the very nature and character of devils. You have been given authority over them. What am I saying? I'm saying to us today, use your authority. Church, use your authority. My friend, use your authority over the enemy. The church has got to arise in this hour and expose 
these evil things. You've got to use your authority. You've got to bring the enemy out into the light. Are you hearing that? Remember where we began at the front of this train. You have been made light. We were once darkness, but now we have been made light. When you are commissioned forth, when you are released and you go forth as light, what happens is you bring exposure. You've got to see this. You bring exposure to the works of darkness wherever you go. You ever wondered why you come into such conflict with people? You ever wonder why you stir up devils within people? It's because you're light. It's because you bring forth a manifestation. When you bring and you carry the ark of God's presence, you have literally been made the ark of God's glory. When you carry the light and the ark of the presence of the Holy Spirit, you go forth exposing the works of darkness. And you've got to use your authority. You can't be backwards about spiritual warfare. You've got to begin to use your power over the enemy that Jesus has given you. You've got to begin to use your authority over the devil. I was thinking about this. I remember when my, my dad, <laughs> my dad taught me when I was a boy. He said, you know, he said, bullies will talk a big talk and uh, people will make a lot of threats until you punch them right in the mouth. Now, that was my dad's way of saying, use your authority. <laughs> use your authority. Bullies and big mouths, they'll, they'll talk a big talk. They'll talk a big game until you punch them right in the mouth. See, you've been given authority from Jesus himself to deal with the devil in these evil days. In fact, Paul wrote, actually, when you look back at chapter earlier in, in um, chapter 4, verse 27, Paul says, give the devil no place. You cannot allow him to have any place in your world, in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your ministry, anywhere in your sphere of authority that God has given you to take dominion, to take authority, you've got to make sure. Because we know this, my friend, even as it says back in Genesis early on, sin is creeping and crouching at your door, but you must master it or you must rule and reign over it. You've got to use your authority. Now, spiritual, spiritual uh, warfare is very real. That's why we've got to be dressed for battle. That's why we've got to put on the full armor of God, Ephesians 6. We know this. But I want to make clear, I do not major personally. I do not major in warfare. I major in victory. I don't ignore spiritual warfare. I see it for what it really is. But I fight the good fight of faith to win why? Because Christ has already won full supremacy. He holds all authority by his, by his cross, by the power of his cross, and by his resurrection. And because, because Christ is in me, because his very presence is in me, and I am in him. Like I said earlier, because we have become the ark of his presence, because we have become the ark of his glory, it means that literally we are always positioned, always positioned in a place of victory. Always. Christ has to be my centerpiece. It's not necessarily about what the enemy is even, is even doing. 
Now, keep this balanced because I'm talking to you today about exposing the works of darkness, but I'm also talking to you about making sure Christ is your centerpiece, that you go forth as light. You can't even help it as you go forth in your commission as an ambassador of Jesus. You're going to expose these deeds of darkness, but it comes by Christ being our centerpiece. Now, we know Jesus is our pattern. He, he wasn't moved by what the enemy was scheming. He wasn't moved by what the enemy was doing. He was always led and moved about by what the Father was doing. That doing. We, and we find that in John chapter 5, that Jesus was always watching what the Father was doing. He was always listening to what the Father was saying unto him. He says, I can't even really say anything unless I hear my father saying it. I get authorization from my father first. And what he's saying, that's what I say. And what he's doing, that's what I will be doing and manifesting. Now, why am I drawing point to that? Because Jesus was always moved by what his father was doing. And that's how we go forth. But when we're commissioned forth, we have to understand just by mere fact that you have been made light, you will be a force. You'll become a weapon in the hand of God to expose the works of darkness. And so how should we respond in this hour? The days are evil. Right? The days are evil. How should we respond in this hour? God's winning strategy for winning America is true and pure revival. It's personal revival of the heart for the church. It is consecration. It is holiness. How should we respond? Consecration, holiness unto the Lord. Again, going back to what Paul said, making sure we walk as children of the light, making sure we walk worthy, making sure we walk holy, unto the Lord, making sure we walk circumspectively before the Lord. Lord, if there's anything in me that would grieve you or quench your spirit or hurt you, yes, grieve you. What does that mean? Grieving the Lord means hurting the Lord's emotions. The Lord has emotions. He feels when we grieve him. Lord, we walk circumspectively unto you, consecrated vessels of honor, vessels of glory unto you. How should we respond to the Lord in this hour? By staying devoted unto him. And corporately, we are pressing towards this epic hour of a transformational awakening within cities and entire regions being swept into the kingdom of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. Literally an unleashing of God's great grace and power to save and deliver. And I'm talking about on a mass scale. I'm talking about reformation coming to culture. There is no other answer for this hour but a sweeping, pure move and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And we've got to have the Holy Spirit in power and authority as a witness in our nation. We just can't be nice little cute, sweet believers We've got to be operating in the power of the Holy Spirit, dealing with the devil, trampling on the devil. He says, I've given you power and authority to trample on the works of the devil. That's who we've got to be in this hour. We must be seeking for a greater anointing. 
a greater authority in this hour so that we go forth and we literally confront the works of darkness where we see a revival, a sweeping revival of conviction, just like the Second Great Awakening with Charles Finney, where there's burning prophetic evangelist moving forth. I'm not just talking about evangelists that have pulpits. I'm talking about the day of the saints. I'm talking about the anointing of God being on every man of God, every woman of God, every teenager, every child, moving in the anointing of the Holy Spirit so that we can preach with boldness, we can expose the works of darkness, we can preach to bring conviction of sin that would literally arrest people, capture them to come to Christ and truly repent. We've got to be strong in this hour. We've got to be uncompromised men in this hour, uncompromised women in this hour. Why? Because evil is at the door. We're living in a day of evil. We're seeing such a strong rise in our own government that is, that is so moved by the spirit of Antichrist. There, there is such an inspiration of the spirit of Antichrist that is sweeping through our government. You can call it communism. You can call it socialism. You can call it fascism. Or you can just incorporate it and call it what it really is. It's the spirit of Antichrist. It's the spirit that, that wants to drive out every form of, of life, every life force that comes from the anointing, the anointing of the spirit of God. Now, it's no secret right now. They, they want to forever silence the church, intimidate the church, persecute the voice of the church. And laws are so changing right now. I mean, what, what we're seeing out of this administration that is coming aimed at the force uh, at, at this time to force and persecute the church in this hour to intimidate and back us up. It's unprecedented what we're seeing. Now, if you're not aware of this global persecution of Christians in the last just the last 100 years, I've done, I've done a lot of studies on this, and um, there's a lot of great ministries out there that do this, these kind of research and studies. But they share, they share this, that global persecution upon Christians in the last 100 years is greater than all history combined. Over 70 million martyrs, think of that, over 70 million martyrs in just the last 100 years. Folks, we are literally living in the last days, the last hours of the last days. And our society is drowning in decadence. They're demanding their rights for everything, for all of their filth, all their debauchery. I mean, who would have ever dreamed? Who would have ever dreamed in the last 48 years that Roe v. Wade would be law, law opening the doors to over 63, 63 million American children murdered and aborted. Who would have ever dreamed that? Who would have ever dreamed here in the United States of America that homosexual marriages would be passed and marriages would be redefined in all 50 states? Who would have ever dreamed that? I mean, who, who would have ever dreamed we would have seen the, the White House illuminated in the rainbow? That was a horrific day, by the way. 
Who would have ever dreamed that, that prayer and scripture would be banned from Ameri American schools? Who would have dreamed that we would, we would have lived through just the last several years of seeing unprecedented lawlessness, not just because of COVID, but just that anarchy exploding out of this country? Who would have ever dreamed it? And now here we are living in a day where we're desiring, I mean, not we, but we're seeing those who desire to give children hormones and mutilating their bodies and moving into the level of sex changes. Who, who would have ever dreamed this? We would have seen this in this hour. I'll tell you who dreamed it. Who dreamed it was Satan himself. And presently, he has been discipling this nation. This must change on our watch. How? How is it going to change on our watch? First and foremost, we cannot become cowards and back down from telling the truth and exposing the truth for what it is. You cannot back down and you've got to be consistent. You've got to anchor yourself in the truth. You've got to be a warrior, my friend. You've got to anchor yourself in the truth and there can be no, no conformity no concessions, no compromise with those who want to spawn this level of evil upon this generation. You've got to call it out. You've got to be light. That's what Paul was saying. Go forth, manifest, and be light. Bring truth into the darkness. And when light is released and commissioned forth, it always exposes, always exposes. Be light. Listen to the words of Paul again in 2 Timothy. I'm going to read to you out of the Passion Translation. I've used this scripture before on um, past episodes, but I want you to hear it with fresh ears today. Are you with me? I believe you're with me. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. I'm sorry, chapter 3. <laughs> Let me read my notes right. In verse 1. But you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce and difficult for the people of God. I mean, that feels like it was written today. Hello. People will be self-centered lovers of themselves. They'll be obsessed with money. They'll boast of great things and they'll strut around and their arrogant pride, and they'll mock all that is right. <laughs> wow. They will ignore their own families. They'll become ungrateful. They'll become ungodly. They will become so addicted to hateful and malicious slander. They'll be slaves to their own desires. They'll be ferocious and belligerent haters of what is good and right. Let me just pause right there. Are, are you seeing that level today? Are you seeing that spirit manifest today? Absolutely you are. They'll be ferocious. They'll be belligerent haters of what is good and what is right. And with brutal treachery, they will act without restraint. My goodness, I got to pause right there. You know, when I was watching um, Senator Rand Paul, interview uh, that transgender individual. It's a man. I mean, come on. It's a man. You can dress it up. You can put whatever you want on it. 
it's a man. But it's a man, sadly, that's been transformed into a monster because of demonic spirits. I'm amazed at all the cowards that sit in a room like that and they refuse to call out what something really is. They become complicit. They become compliant because they don't want to offend. What is that, folks? What is that? There is a fear of exposure. There's a fear. Listen, if you're going to be a man of God, if you're going to be a woman of God, if you're going to be a champion that's used by the Spirit of God, you cannot be afraid to call out what it really is. You can't be afraid to call out what it really is. I mean, my goodness, when I sat and listened to Rand Paul interviewing that individual, it, it's just amazing to me that the, these level of monsters can even walk into the highest places of authority in the United States. And we're going to take that serious. We're going to take these people serious that they want to mutilate little three-year-old, five-year-old, seven-year-old little boys and girls. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And we're just going to sit there and act like this is our new normal. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not our new normal. That person should be put away and dealt with properly. I mean, my goodness. I'd call that a terrorist. You, you, you want to destroy our kids? You want to pervert our children? That's a terrorist. Deal with them the way they need to be dealt with. Get them psychological help. Get them deliverance but don't allow them a place of authority. My goodness. So they'll be ferocious. They'll be belligerent haters of all that is good and right. They'll be with brutal treachery. They will act out without restraint. They'll be bigoted. They'll be wrapped in clouds of their own deceit. And they will find their delight in the pleasures of this world. Wow. More than the pleasures of loving God. Now, here you go. And they'll pretend, here it is, they'll pretend to have a respect for God. But in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Stay away from people like this. You know, it's amazing that our Congress right now, they have pretended for a long time to have a respect for God. But in reality, what we're now seeing, they don't want to have anything to do with God. I mean, I heard Jerry uh, Nadler's uh, words just the other day where he said, hey, this Congress, we, we don't really care about God's will uh, coming into this place. They're not even worried about that. What God's word or God's will would say about that, he's not even worried about it. Folks, we have seen now an enemy come out in full exposure, and we've got to call it out. Don't compromise call it out. Whatever sphere of authority that you're seeing, that you're walking through right now, don't be backwards about it. Be light. Be light. Are you hearing what I'm saying? To those of you listeners out there that are listening to the torch, I, th this audience is full of watchmen. This audience is full of intercessors, worshipers, warriors, ministers, leaders, we are not a company of people who's chosen just to insulate our lives from the world. We've chose not to just live some nice and just peaceful life. We've chose to live courageously and step into the battle. 
and we've stepped with honor, positioning ourselves so that we can take the land and win the land, win the mountains, win these battles, and take back our land, take back America. And how are we going to do it? We're going to have to expose the, the evil deeds of darkness. We're going to have to walk in the light, be the light, release the light, and shine. We're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. And I'm going to end this episode back at the front of this train, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. You and I, we were once darkness, but now we are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. There it is, speaking the truth. And find out what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful to even speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever is manifest, for whatever makes manifest is light. And therefore he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. And then he says, walk circumspectively, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, redeeming the time for the days are evil. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you again for this time with my friends. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your anointing. And I thank you for the empowerment of, of your spirit within us. Lord, I pray that as we, as we walk circumspectively, first, that there would be nothing within us that would grieve your Holy Spirit, that we would walk pure, that we would walk in character, that we would walk in integrity, that we would walk right before you. As Paul encourages, Lord, that we would walk holy, we would walk worthy of the Lord in this hour. But also, Lord, I pray that we would walk in boldness and in the power of the Spirit. Lord, that we would engage and we would use our authority that you have given us to trample on the works of the enemy. Lord, I pray over my friends today that they would not be afraid of the devil. You've not given us a spirit of fear. You've given us a spirit of power, of love, of soundness of mind. Lord, you've given us a, our spiritual equilibrium so that we're not confused, that we're not walking around just barraged by the spirit of this age. But Lord, we are anchored in your truth. We are set upon the rock of the truth of your word, that we become immovable, unshakable by your Holy Spirit. And that, Lord, you would use us through your anointing to come against the works of the darkness and bring victory and bring triumph into lives, Lord, to bring deliverance and healing in this hour. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Listen, thanks for jumping in with us today. Want to encourage those of you that are new, um, you can find us at victoryfla.com, victoryfla.com. That is our, our primary source, our platform for ministry. And uh, you can find us there. Um, those of you that are Light the Fire Ministry partners, of course, we're linked right into 
Uh, this is all one and the same, Victory and Light the Fire. You can find us there. And uh, there's a lot of resources that we're uh, bringing to the body of Christ to provide for friends, new partners, new friends. Wanna thank you for being with us. Pray that you're strengthened in the Lord and encouraged today. And remember this, the future belongs to the righteous and God's righteous are bold as lions. Be blessed and I will see you next week.